Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Lou Gregory and here's what's coming up today. Football is back after the international break and Luton fight from two goals down to take a point in dramatic fashion away at Blackburn. What a weekend of football, well and truly back. And the man who got the two goals to spark the comeback, Luke Berry, we discuss him today. As it's his first start in a while, he's been injured for, for a bit of time as well. Is he the man to fill the KDH role? How much game time is he going to get this year? How good is he going to be for us? We'll discuss that. And as always today, Instagram questions, plenty more. Dave and Batara is with me. Evening, lads. How are we? Uh, yeah. Bad, Ecstatic, bad, actually. Bad, it was, what, a, what, a, what a way to end a game, eh? How great. It was... Bad. Going into that game, I thought it was going to be a tough one. And it seemed after half an hour that it was just going to be a long day, didn't it? I think the first thing is when you saw the team come up and you thought... What the bloody hell is going on there? Uh, not realising at the time when I did read the team that uh, what had gone on to, to make that team the starting team. So, yeah, I think... And then to go two down, you just think, that's that's it, done. Disappointing. Yeah, I always believed. Did you? Yeah. I th- well, I said to you earlier, you might not believe me, but yeah, always believed. Always. I did. I'm not going to lie to you. Basically, all I'm going to say is, on evidence of coming back last... Last year's speech, Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol City. That's all it takes for me, just to believe, boys. That's all it needs. Do you reckon today I'm going to believe, I'm going to have belief in you? <laughs> there we go. Being a bit closer to your mic, please, mate. That's, yeah, that's fine, though, isn't it? Look at that, you can hear me. You don't want to hear me too loud because it's just ridiculous. I, I bet when you're speaking, people are having to turn up their car volume. Or probably turn it down. Mm, you we'll never see. know. We'll see. Let us know. If Pataro's not loud enough, can you just tweet us and let us know right now? Because we, we tell him this every week. doesn't ever seem to listen. But anyway, three word reviews of Blackburn 2, Luton 2. Darren says Grand Theft Ewood. Uh, like that. Kieran says Luke David Berry. Phil says Never Give In. Anthony Never Say Die. Uh, Carolina says Clear Red Card. Will says Sluga Saved Us. Uh, Pete says Teams Like Luton. Francis, second ref, better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the second we, ref was great, wasn't he? Let's be fair. Should we start with with talking about Carolina's comment of mm-hmm. the clear red card? Because this was quite early on in the game, weren't it? And it was a terrible tackle on on Campbell. And it looks like he has potentially done some ligament damage, which I'm not sure how long that keeps you out for as a footballer, but I'm guessing quite a while. Well, he hasn't done any ligament or whatever injury, or bone, or whatever, then he's a very lucky man, because that was an absolutely disgraceful decision. It's a potentially leg-breaking yeah. tackle. Uh, it was disgusting. When you see it back in slow-mo as well, it, it is literally more than 100% red card. And it's one of those you can't even dispute either, because you no. know for a fact... Well, like unless you're the Blackburn knows, manager, yeah. you can't dispute it. He's a Tony Mowbray is weird, isn't he? Yeah. He, he is odd. He hates us. He hates the fact that he can't beat us. 
And more to the point, if he saw that as a clean tackle, mm-hmm. then he should be red carded too. It was horrendous. It it was potentially career finishing mm-hmm. tackle. Surely, disgraceful. His post match comments, I think he's kind of he surely made them without thinking or without seeing it back. Well, he doesn't think anyway, does he? Whether he saw it back no. or not, he was right in almost in front of it. Not yeah, a chance. He's you always couldn't been the same only. Let's face it. He's made a few, I think, throwaway comments that you know, about certain teams, teams like he, Luton. He was the one who started it, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was. Yes, about to say to you last year, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or but the year before, whatever it was. Yeah, he was horrendous. Was but no, horrendous but tackle. And, you know, and more, f- more shame on the bloody referee not seeing how serious that was or could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it, Campbell was lucky to get up and, and limp off. Which might have potentially done him more damage as well, walking yeah. off the pitch. But look, it, no, either way, right, you, you cannot even say, in any right frame of mind, you cannot say that there's nothing wrong with that challenge. Even, is it Lenahan or whatever his name is, the guy smiles and laughs afterwards. Like, if that was me, right, personally, I'm sure you might all be the same. All right, might make, might make you look a little bit more guilty, but go and see if the guys are right, man. Do you know what I mean? What's the referee seen there to give a yellow, though? Because he's seen something to give a yellow. So why in his head has he not, like, processed the red light? He's clearly seen the lunge. He's clearly seen the contact. So what is it that's made him go, oh, no, that's just a yellow? I'll tell you what it is. It's 10 minutes into the game. He's not settled in. He's not a very good referee to start mm-hmm. with. And at 10 minutes in, he doesn't want to send anybody off. That's what it is. As well. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's what it is. He, he really didn't want to send anybody off because it was so early in the game. Very rarely do you get a quick send-off. Very rarely. You know, it does happen, but mm-hmm. very rarely. This guy wants to, say, take control of a game. That was a dodgy tackle. I'm going to put my yellow card up. That's why he didn't send him off. He was incompetent to the nth degree by not sending mm-hmm. the guy off. The lino could have had a good view of it, couldn't he? Surely everyone's got a good you know, view. It, it, was, it was horrendous. I mean, you can hear Campbell scream as well. The poor guy was screaming. As soon as the contact was made, I think within like a split second, you could hear him. I mean, I Awful. hope, I sincerely hope it's not as bad as we all think it is, but it potentially could it have killed be. that guy's career. Mm-hmm. Potentially. We're going to say kill that guy's career. Well, no, his career, his, his career could yeah, be no. done. Could have been if he, if he would have broken his leg. Mate, guess, it's but. assault with all fairness. It's assault. It was just a, it was a very badly mistimed challenge, wasn't it? And he's, mm. he was just lucky to stay on the pitch. And he obviously plays a role in the in the goal as well. Um, at the moment, we seem to be struggling with fielding our strongest 11, I'd say. And I think that's fair to say. We're just struggling with players at the moment, aren't we? And it's just, I don't know. I said to you earlier, Bataro, just it'd be nice to go into a game at the moment mm-hmm. playing an 11 we know we want to play. Yep. Not that, no disrespect to anyone else that's starting at the moment, but Nathan's had to change things like proper last minute, hasn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, this is it. I think every single week we play football, every single game, sorry, I think we've had at least, what, three, four. I think for the start of the season, you're looking at like six, seven. Even more recently, I think we were looking last week going after the national break, we've got everyone fit, barring maybe the odd, the odd couple that might need match fitness and whatever else, but, it just seems to be that they drop a lot of flies again. I mean, Musgrave coming out before the game. Um, obviously, Mendes Gomez going back in. Well, I say going back in, but you know what I mean. But um, obviously, Campbell coming off in the seventh or eighth minute or whatever it was. Bell was injured. Yeah, my Bell, obviously. Who else? Adebayo missing. Adebayo. These are five players that we didn't expect to be either injured 
or ill or getting injured on the day. Or like even Son, obviously Sonny comes on in mm. the game, but even he's not starting at the moment. And it's just like, we went that first four weeks of the season with makeshift back four. And mm. it's like we've said, like our strongest team we've probably played is that first game against Peterborough, you'd probably say. And that's without recognising all centre-halves, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, whatever way you look at it, yeah. But I mean, either way, I mean, it's like... Whatever team, don't get me wrong, we've got a strong team to put out. I mean, but at the moment, we're currently sitting in 12th place or whatever. It's 12th place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so look, yeah. at the moment, so far, so good. If it comes to the end of the season, we look at ourselves and go, oh, do you know what? We finished like three or four points short of last season. I think we need to take into consideration that we've had a lot of injuries. And do you know what? This is, not, this is only the start of it. It's going to be a long season. I would say players. I would say when the team gets fit and you mm-hmm. put your strongest... That's when out, you start we're, to we're look We're going to improve... Quite a lot, but is that going to happen anytime soon? Because at the moment, it doesn't. Well, like who it. knows? Who knows? I mean, the manager must be as frustrated yeah. as we are. Well, no, of course, because he he, he's, he, yeah. he must have a good idea of who he wants to start but, regularly. But we need to be patient. Because at the same time, we can't judge on what's going on at the moment. I mean, when you've got say like four or five different players out every single week, it's harder than look at it and go, "How we made progress- progression?" Yeah, it is, and it's hard I to sit there at and, and, yeah. and at the moment you can't really. Sorry, at the moment you can't really look at it and go. You know, we're better off than last season because at the moment we haven't got we haven't got a stable, steady squad yeah. for week in week out. We just haven't it's, got that consistency no, in the squad at the moment either, have we? And it is like you said. I know in the podcast we've said judge us after ten games, but even that now you're looking at that. We're what six games now? Uh, yeah. One, two, drawn, yeah. two, lost, two, and you think four more games is still probably going to be too early to tell how we are going to be for the rest of the mm-hmm. season because we haven't managed to string our the same team out every week at the moment, have we? It's just been of course, yeah. so disruptive. And then I kind of think as well, like when we go 2-0 down at the weekend, it's kind of like you just sit there and think, we're having to proper grind out results mm-hmm. at the moment. We haven't got the squad out we clearly want to play every week. We are having to really grind to get these results. Look, don't get it wrong as well. The thing is, right, like you say, it's, it's correct what you say, obviously. We all know it, but... We're not going to be the only team in this situation this season. It will happen to a lot of teams, 100% with COVID, injuries, obviously, and whatever else. Obviously, you know, the whole, well, the way the world is now. But, yeah, it's not going to just affect us. But, look, obviously, we don't care about anyone else. We care about ourselves, like I say. But <laughs> it is, it's starting to get to a point now when, when uh, after six games, for example, are we going to have a fit squad after 10, 12, 15 games? Are we gonna, do you know what I mean? How many people I'm, are going to go drop to, it after that? It's, to be fair, I'd rather have all these injuries now than yeah, halfway or till the end of the season, you know, and, and then they start mm-hmm. coming. So you've got your you've got your settled team, and suddenly it gets disrupted all of the time. Yeah, I'd rather have it at the beginning rather than the end. So you know what you're working with as well. Yeah, then, of course. As well. Yeah, of course. By by the time you get to the end, you'll know your squad inside out, hopefully, and uh, things will go our way. And we might learn as well. Learn how to play with these in these certain situations. What players will play there? Can they play in this certain area? Can they do this? Can they do a different job? You'll find out. It's probably not a bad thing in certain things, but obviously, like, we need a fit squad back, but we're not really the only team in this situation. You probably look at the team we even fielded on Saturday. Slugabri, Potts, Naismith, Cornick, Burke, Pelly, Campbell, uh, obviously Mendes Gomez in for Musquee, Osho and Jerome. And you look at that and you think, you compare that to maybe the squad we come up, well, not come up with, but under Graham Jones, I saw someone tweet the other day saying, this was our team at Reading away in... November 2019 or something and it, it you look at it and you compare that team to the team we have here which at the moment you probably say is missing four players and it's like this team's probably stronger than that but 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. Of course it is. I mean, I think there's more more athleticism all round around the club nowadays. Whereas, like, you know, no disrespect to what we had two years ago or whatever. If it was weird saying two years ago, it probably was about that, wasn't it? Yep. Jesus Christ. That's how years work, mate. It's progression, well. though, isn't it? That's exactly what you're looking for. It's progression. You, you <laughs> want your team to improve in this fashion. You want to be saying yeah. things like this, and you want to be looking at your team going, wow, we've, we've literally you know, taken it to the next level because that's where we want to be, right? I'll tell you where we haven't taken it to the next level in at the moment is conceding silly goals. Yeah. Some of these goals are so avoidable, aren't they? This first goal from Blackburn, the one that's kind of deflected into Dolan's pass. Bit, I, th- I that's think a that's different. a bit unlucky. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's unlucky. It just hit him and it f- fell to their player. I think that's unlucky. The thing is, if he gets in the way of that, right, obviously, set comes with Potts and then goes to Dolan or whatever his name is. So if it hits Potts another, like, any other day of the week and, and it goes, goes the out, other way, yeah, yeah, it flicks corner, off in the other direction or whatever else, else. Yeah. It's, you know, we, I think he was unlucky. Different. Yeah. You, look at, you sit there going, yeah, fair play, great positioning. Let's like say unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But no, the second goal for me was Horrendous. absolute shocker. Pickering mm-hmm. from that left hand side. Goal. I don't know who doesn't follow the man. Is it Bree who doesn't follow the man? I can't quite remember. Burke, maybe I don't know. I know Burke was backtracking. Obviously, yeah, Bree as well. I yeah, think it might have been Burke change. actually, because I remember looking at the highlights again, thinking mm-hmm. Burke Burke looked like he was on his heels a bit yeah. there. He wasn't. You kind of see the. Pickering has a bit of a yard on him on the on that run. He didn't react quick enough. And then yeah. Bree pulls yeah. out, obviously, because he probably gets away a penalty. If he gets too yeah. close, he gets away a penalty. So, yeah, look. But no, look, I mean, unfortunately, like I say, they had two shots, score two goals. That was really how it was. It wasn't like we were, you know, we were dog shy. We, we, we weren't, I'm not saying we were great. We weren't that bad either. I mean, I think the first half, the whole, well, the whole game as a general, I think it was fa- fairly even. It was a poor game. In my eyes, it was a very poor game. I can't. I couldn't see much quality in there. Do you know what I mean? But look, it's just them key moments, and you need to pick up your man. You need to sort of like you know win the ball back, and you don't switch off. Unfortunately, we switched off. We looked like we were a little bit short sometimes of tactical knowledge. So on Saturday, what was for you, Batara, the the turning point? The turning point was when Bradley came off the bench, mate. I'll be honest. Bradley and Berry, the two boys, the double Bs. I mean, come on. The double Bs. Yeah, look. <laughs> what impressed you about Bradley? Obviously, I know how much of a Bradley fan you are. But him coming back into that into that squad, Unreal. into that team. Unreal. Dave, we said, you said well, earlier. I just said earlier, when, when Bradley walks on and came on, I think he just took control. He took control of the team, I felt. I felt he took control it of the team. Gives you confidence. Yeah, absolutely gave you confidence. And I think things changed when he came mm. on. And I, I was pleased to see him back in there. Very, st- very strong defender, isn't he? Very strong defender, Brilliant. and um, possibly the you know he just give a little bit of a boost to the team. You know, that's that's how I looked mm-hmm. at it. I mean, uh, you don't always see the guy screaming at people like "do this, do that." You know, he certainly does it, and also he takes control. He wants the ball. If you want to go backwards, get to Bradley. He'll, he'll spray the ball. He don't care. He's not going to lose the ball. He won't panic either. Whereas a lot of our defenders, a lot of our defenders, sorry, they panic. Even Naismith, I like Naismith sometimes. He plays centre half. You know, not always great at it, but look how many times we hoofed the ball. When Sonny came on, we did not hoof the ball. All right, occasionally we did. We went long a few times and whatever else, but which ultimately led to the goal, to equalise and go as well. But look, it was just more of a, you give me the ball, I'll give you back the ball. We'll move the we'll, we'll move them up the pitch a little bit. And you watch the back line, they progressively got further up the pitch. 
I just feel, I just feel if, if the team were anything like the fans, uh, and I speak for, for me, obviously, and hopefully other people, but when Sonny comes on, when he's on, that, on the pitch, you just feel, actually, you know he's going to be solid most mm. of the time. And I think we've missed that. Yeah. Agreed. We did have a goal disallowed from Cameron Jerome. It was a header, yeah. kind of looped over the keeper a bit. Uh, looked like it was given for that push. I've, I've, I read initially it that it was done for offside, but I think nah, it, was it was the ne- push was in the back, offside, wasn't it? The, the, the push, the, 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 the little touch in the back, yeah. You know. It was I, soft. I, but I, I understand. Really soft. I can understand. I can, I can yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, if that was against us, we'd all be calling for that to be disallowed. It was. You yeah. can see the arms in the back, and yeah, it's soft, but... Would they have given a penalty if it was the nowadays. other way around? No, probably no, not. No, of course not. This is, yeah, this obviously of course this is where not. it comes into it. Oh, we had yeah, enough contact to go down, so he went down and gets a free kick, but if it was the other way around, the ref would, would just book our player for diving. I think the thing that spoke volumes in, this, in uh, this certain situation was the fact that when, obviously, the goal was disallowed... Jerome didn't go mad. He kind of went, oh, fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, why did I do that? I think he knew in his he didn't, own He didn't mind. push him. He put his hands out. He didn't push him. He, he yeah, put his arms out. It was a little... It, was a, it yeah, wasn't it, much. No, Dave, look, I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was. I'm not... Look, if you, can't, you can't put your arms in a player's I back. I think he knew. Oh, he there's, knew a, there's another thing that really pees me off when we talk about that. So you can't put another a player in the arms of a player's back. But you know what? When you're defending, you can put your arms around him almost and snog him. And and still not and still not get booked for it. So no, what Dave dreams of. Trust you. Yeah, I don't I mean. dream of that. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. You, you can put your arms all around a player. The defenders do it all the time. They wrap their arms around them. That's not a foul. But as soon as you pat them on the back, they can fall over. It. No, you see that's wrong, isn't it? No, look, look, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Dave. In all fairness, but from Jerome's reaction, he kind of did sort of go, oh, "Fuck's sake! I know what I've done there," kind of thing. I've, I've <laughs> sounds bad. I sat there watching it today. I watched that same clip back about seven or eight times because I couldn't see the foul at first. The more I watched, it, the more I thought, "Do you know what? If someone did that to me, I probably would go down." But then I'd probably sound like a knob because on certain occasions, I think you should be able to go for it. But no, look. But there's the inconsistencies yeah, that we've already is, said. Yeah, there's inconsistencies, and and uh, if they had VAR, we'd all moan about yeah. the VAR decision. However, if that's the opposite way around, and Jerome goes down a tough at the back, the referee waves it on. Mm-hmm. He waves it on. But no, like you said, though, you were right in saying if that was the other way around and that was a yeah, foul... It wouldn't be a pen. As on, They yeah. wouldn't give it. Exactly. No, they never would. So no just way. on the guess, the guess, the, the disallowed... <laughs> the disallowed goal. Thanks, Batari. Um, and the, the potential red card that should have been given. And obviously this is, a, this is always a, a subject that gets a lot of... I'm going to talk about VAR. But like, now it's been in our game for like three years now is it VAR has been around maybe four if we're counting like the World Cup and stuff but is it time for the VAR to come to the championship no 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 way I think I think um, if we go if if you look at the way it's been operated in the Premier League this season it seems to have been a bit better but as a fan at the stadium for me you don't get enough. If you're going to show it, show it like we do in yeah. rugby, show it like we do it with cricket, you see what goes but is, on. Is that really such an issue? Yeah, it is. I'm paying my money to see a game. Everybody who's watching it on iFollow or on the TV all around the world, they can see exactly what they're reviewing and you get possible offside come up on yeah, the thing. Is, so here's a question for you then. Why would that matter? Say... 10 minutes into this game where Campbell's leg nearly breaks. Because I'd like to see what they're discussing. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather... But, why don't well, you just rather that just come up on the big screen saying checking possible red card because you've you've seen the tackle down there. 
and you know the game stopped. He's oh, already been so booked. With, so with leg breaking tackles, yeah, I, I agree. But and then, but then things you can like say the goal same reviews thing, and offside reviews. Why can't you see what they're looking at? Why can't you see their decision after they've even made a decision? Do they show it? No, they don't show it. Do they show it at where where you work? Do they? No, they don't. They did in a pre-season friendly, actually. Yeah, but not in the league games. So if you're paying your money, it doesn't matter how much you're paying, what, you know, you're going to pay 30, 40, 50 quid to go and see a game. And then you can't see the bits everyone else can see and, and then the, the vital decisions. This is a VAR thing. Um, I don't think that's right on the fans that pay and go every week. I literally don't. So the only problem with VAR for you is that you can't no, they see don't the get decision it. being made. They don't get it right every, every t- all the time, but they're, not, they're thinking about other things than the people that, you know... It, the VAR for me is made for TV. That's how I look at it. And sometimes I think we're better off without it. Have some controversial things and some, yeah. something to talk about. VAR was meant to kill this. VAR was meant to kill this exact conversation we're having right now, and it mm. still hasn't done that, and it never will. Like you say there, like obviously controversy as well, obviously in the game, but you, you do kind of need talking points in football. I think sometimes the flow of the game is deterred by. The fact of you might have a certain decision that might not have gone your way, then the players you know, are more up for it. I think that does sway certain positions in games. Whereas, like, say, for example, on Saturday, the game became rather rather filthy, shall I say. You know I mean? <laughs> God, why did you say it like that? Rather filthy. filthy you know I mean? <laughs> but no, it did. It became quite dirty in the end. And it was quite an aggressive game. I think you, you, sometimes imagine, you, you want to see that. Imagine you think the You think everything's right is going by VAR, right? Everything stop, start, stop, start. The flow of the game is killed. Whereas, like, you don't have that. All right, some, I know what you're saying. It swings around about the end of the day. I know some people hate that expression, but it swings around. It really is. And, for example, like, you might, just, just hypothetically speaking, you might want it to be checked and whatever else. You might want the game to be stopped for two or three minutes. I don't. I'm sure you don't want it to be stopped no, for two or three minutes. No, I think the best The game bit, gets killed when it gets stopped. The best bit of technology they brought into football is goal line technology because that, that's great. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's great. That's, that's yes it's or no. Instant, there you go. Yeah, it's yes or no. So, um, yeah, the problem I have with VAR is I want to see what's going on when I'm at the stadium, especially when I've paid. Um, and I want them to make correct decisions based on correct lines being drawn if they're going to do it. But why, you know, the rest of the world can see it, show it in the stadiums yeah. as well. And then we can all be controversial still, can't we? That's the whole point of football sometimes. Controversial decisions and like certain things that don't sway in people's favour and whatever. It, it creates discussion points. I don't know if this was allowed, but I know you said, and my workplace do I get to see it on the big screen. Yeah. Didn't the West Ham v yes. um, Leicester game... They put it up on the big screen because that player got sent off for Leicester um, oh, for that tackle. Uh, and they Paris, put that yeah. up on the big screen and the whole stadium saw that. Why not? Mm. And why not? They were there. They deserved it. The rest of the, so, the rest of the world saw that. So what you say? Yeah, the people that paid couldn't see it. You don't, sorry, you don't agree with them showing it on the big no, screen? No, no, I, I feel they oh, should. Okay. I just oh, right, don't so think you're agreeing allowed, with it. They're not allowed, but you're agreeing with what I'm saying. The rest allowed. of the world could see it. All the TV yeah. could see it. But the thing is, I don't think that's enough of the thing to make me sit there and go, for that reason, I don't want it. I don't think it would bother me that much. I would rather Campbell down for an extra minute whilst they go, yeah, that's a definite red card and send off the player. Fine, fine. Okay, 98th minute equaliser or 98th minute winner. 
and then you have to wait three minutes to celebrate it because they have to check it, check it, check it. How does that make you feel? It takes the whole ecstasy of the game and away from you. three or four times in the match sometimes as well. Anyway, why are we talking about VAR? But no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But also what, before obviously we come off this topic, I'm, what I'm going to say is from my point of view, I'm, mine's completely like different to what you guys are saying, right? Mine is I don't like VAR for the simple fact of it kills the game. I want to see a fast-flowing game. And if there is a controversial decision or whatever, all right, it might be against you, it might be for you, it doesn't matter. But what I want to see is, I want to see the game go ahead and I want to see people getting mad and angry. I want to see like, you know, a bit more, a bit more spirit in the game, a bit more spirit in the tackle when you're going for a tackle. It might, do you know, it might end up in a different, in a different way. All right. You, your player might get set off because he's getting mad. But do you know what? I love that. The whole thing about football is just living in the moment. But it's here to stay. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going anywhere. Maybe it? instead of asking you guys about VAR, we should have just said, is it about time we had referees that actually can just referee a game and get correct? run, yeah, exactly. not as fuck. I mean, we're all, <laughs> uh, you know, to be, to be fair though, we're all good referees in the, uh, in the stadium, aren't we? Let's yeah. be fair. We all, we, all, we all love to be a bit of a ref, but that guy was diabolical. Uh, we need to move on. Um, Batara, you, you, you're always one to admit that if Pelly has a good game, you'll admit it. Yeah. And he, he did, didn't away, he? I come straight away to you and say, yeah, fantastic game on Saturday. I thought he was brilliant. Straight away, I told you, before you even said anything, I told you. You did. Mate, the thing, this is the thing with Pelly. Do you know what makes me happy as well when he's playing a, like, a more advanced position? Because he cannot play in a defensive role because he's shit at it. <laughs> playing further forward, he does a job. How many times have we got to say it? Look how good he was. He had a free roam, mate. He literally was, I, I don't know, I think it was a, was it a free behind Jerome maybe? He played like a, kind of a number 10 role or like a free role in that midfield position, more advanced with Osho holding. If you put him in that position, fuck me, it's great, isn't it? But don't put him holding midfield. But look, we're, starting, we're, gonna see, we're gonna see it at some point. Don't get wrong, obviously you, put, you make mistakes. The whole team make mistakes. We look quite far apart at times, but nah, do you know what? Fair play to him. He played a role in both the goals as well. The, yeah. the cross for Berry's tap in and, and the, the long ball forward in that 98th minute. But it's like you said, he's getting in them, in them positions and that's where we want Pelly, isn't it? We want Pelly around that, that box creating chances. And Do you remember a few years ago, I used to say to you, I'd rather see Pelly play attack, like a left or a right attacking midfield. I used to say, I think, I'm pretty sure when we first started the podcast, you say that, left or right attacking midfield. Because give him a free run, he can, do, he can run at people. Give him more freedom the cr- the, the cross the cross for Barry's for Barry's first goal brilliant yeah yeah he, he was on it. it it sort of reminded me that goal sort of in in a way reminded me of the the last minute Steen goal at Wembley mm. I don't know why I didn't he didn't connect with it as good as Steen did there but you know it was it was a decent decent strike you know a decent cross for a, a, a goal I mean he's I, I suppose a little bit lucky it went in but he was there and I thought was, I thought he did really well I thought he did really really well. And he was fantastic. He took control as well. Yeah. In certain situations, he got himself into a situation. All right, sometimes he didn't pull it off. But I'll tell you what, compared to the rest of the boys, he made a case. He made a statement. He really did. And that's what I want him to do. Instead of hiding all the time and, you know, playing shit passes and losing the ball, whatever, go and get yourself involved. Go and attack with the ball. Go and drive at people. I don't care if you lose the ball and you're fucking driving like 20 yards of the ball, whatever. Just go and get it and take control. You want to be the character? We know, we know he's a character in addressing or whatever else. Yeah, everyone said it. Doesn't take us to like go. Oh yeah, you know we've got a spy cams. We haven't clearly got spy cams in dressing room, but we know because what everyone says be quite weird as well, wouldn't it? But what I'm saying is, <laughs> be very weird if you did actually. Yeah, mate. what yeah. I'm saying is, we know this guy's got personality and character. Go and show it on the pitch. Don't sit there giving it all this shite and you know walking around like 
however you do. Um, just go and prove it. And he he does he does prove it in certain situations. And I'll tell you what, Saturday, I cannot fault him. Well, that's what we like to hear. I couldn't fault him. Mate, he lost the ball a few times. Couldn't fault that. I don't give a fuck. He done more right. He done more positive. If you're being positive with the ball, then you deserve to make it. Like, not deserve, sorry. Sorry, you can afford to make a mistake. Yeah. And you deserve all the credit you get. Hey, second half, the, the whole team stepped up, to yeah. be fair. Well, Matt, one man who definitely stepped up, who we, I want to talk about today, is Luke Berry. Um, so before we chat about the, the two goals and stuff, I just, producer Jacob's done a stat for us here. Has he? Oh, here we go. I think it's wrong. <laughs> oh, don't, don't say it then. Oh, I'm going to say it anyway. No, don't. So producer Jacob's put here, Luton have won two of their last three visits to Ewood Park, which... Two or three? It can't be true because... Well, we haven't because... We, we drew this year, lost last, last year, and won, yeah. so that's one win, one two, draw, one loss. Two, one, lost one, nil, and then drew two. He all. didn't mean that. Yeah. What he should have said was, our bloody goalkeeper was absolutely shit-hot. Oh, we didn't speak about Slug, have we? No, he was so... You've got to speak about Sluga. We're running out of time here. I know, but ah, you, you, you right. can't you can't ignore... How good was Sluga's saves of the weekend? My God, this that. keeper is... is World-class <laughs> saves. World-class saves. That one at the end as well from Gallagher through one on one the goalkeeper. Oh, my word. And then Osho's block to follow it up with. Unbelievable. Just good. Unbelievable. Oh, my Lord. And that spurs you on, doesn't it? That spurs oh. you on to get the equaliser. Sluga, big saves, Sluga was fantastic. Big saves, and they're the saves you need to when you are looking to get back into a game that you two 0 down in. To that one from Bereton, Bereton, how you say it? What you mean, Bereton Davis? Bereton. That's uh, Simon Pitts likes to call him <laughs> Bereton Diaz. Yeah, where's this it's, Diaz? It's, Diaz has just come. He's just put that on for Bants, yeah, isn't he? Because yeah. he plays for Chile now. Yeah, he's the tier. He fair play to him, I suppose. But yeah. Sluga made some unbelievable saves and really, really crucial saves. Is is he probably one of the best goalkeepers we've had for a long, long time? Um, and he's really, really got into the role. He's love an angry it. man as well. I love it's a bit it. like I mean, you, you just you just applaud him for those saves, and you know. I was gonna say when De Gea joined United, and he kind of had that like rough start, didn't he? And it was mm-hmm. making a few errors and maybe getting up to speed with English football. And then he like had them years where he was unreal. I just think it's pressure yeah. sometimes. I don't even know if it's the speed of the game. I don't even, I don't believe in the speed of the game. Obviously, I don't get it wrong, it might be, but for me, it was just the confidence thing for him. He, he certainly came in wanting to prove it so yeah. hard and try so hard. He made mistakes. He's certainly settled in now. Yeah. And, you know. He's just know, doing the basics right now. That's what it is. Yeah, but, you know, the, some of the standards of the saves on Saturday were amazing. And that one at the end, obviously, like one at the end, before yeah. the Osho block. Oh, Unreal. Word. I don't know how the fuck he saved that. He stuck his... He looked like he was... Um, I don't know, looked like flubber a little bit, didn't he? A little bit elastic bang, there you go. Right, hand, right leg's going out there, right hand's going up there. No, he did... It looks about 25 unreal. foot it's nice. It's nice to now to feel that about him, though, isn't it? It's nice mm. to think that you have a keeper that you can sort of rely on. Mad. Hey, sorry about that. Mad. Well, it's true. We had to focus on Slugger for a bit there. Uh, Luke Berry today... Uh, the man who came on and made all the difference at the weekend with the two goals. Do you think he's the man to fill the KDH role? And how did you rate his performance on Saturday? Let's talk about that equalising goal first of all, because it was a great ball in from Pelly. It was a brilliant knockdown from Jerome, and I think that first touch from Berry is world class. Like it's a world class touch from Berry. A it's brilliant a finish. Touch. It was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? All it's an underrated goal. Because it does, you could look at that goal and go, oh, you know, they've just punted it in and got a knockdown. But it's just so much more than that, isn't it? Every touch is perfect in that situation. That's the kind of goal that, you know, certain fans, like my mate Pat would say, he's West Ham fan, he hates Burnley, would go, that's a fucking Burnley goal, that is. But do you know what? Don't in underestimate. Football, you need goals like that. 
don't underestimate goal. that header back from mm. Jerome. It was spot on perfect. But the way that Berry then picked it up, you know, one touch, then in, was amazing. Yeah, it was a really yeah. good goal. Really good and, and really crucial and really well deserved. That touch from him on his chest as well is yeah, the, the one that gets it to the place where it enough hit. out of his feet to get the shot away, but not enough that it gets cleared. And it's like, it was just perfect. And it's, and to be fair to Luke Berry, he's come back and fans have probably questioned him. Maybe we've, maybe I've questioned him at the start of the season, <laughs> we go there. but he's, he's stepped up, hasn't he? He's stepped up and he's gone, you know what? I am here to fight for a spot in this team. I'm not done yet. Did we really think that he would be gone, though, in all fairness? Like, you know what my position on this is. I think we said it maybe pre-season or whatever else. Luke Berry, for me, is one of the better midfields we have. I'm not saying athletically good, but I'm saying intelligently good. The guy off the ball, on the ball, fantastic. He hasn't got the legs, no, admittedly. But I'll tell you what, he'll peel off, he'll drop off, and he'll make it difficult for people in the midfield. You watch him off the ball, he's incredible. And even on the ball, he's so calm. I think. I think for me, with all the new signings, um, and you know potential loanies that we may have got in, you'd have thought this is it for Berry. That's what I would have thought. But actually, I'm glad we still got him. I, do you know what? I'm, I can honestly say this: you can go pretty go back like however many podcasts. I've never said that. I've always backed him. You know, I have. It's, it, I'm not saying he's, he doesn't deserve to be here. I just felt that there was a natural progression for the team that he would not get in it as much. And then he goes, you know what? I want to play more. I want to leave. But you know what? He stuck by it. Why, he, and he was really good. What, though, what made it? people say this though? About his, obviously, about, you know, like you say natural. Well, I think, I think personally. Is it because his physicality, would you say? Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe yeah. I think and, people looking at him think he's a little bit too small. You know, and you want, you want someone to, I mean, do you see him staying on 90 minutes every week? No. True, right? Maybe it's just right, that last year you go from having Jewsbury Hall in that position and it's like people maybe thought that if you had to choose between Jewsbury Hall and Berry, you probably do go for Jewsbury Hall there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah admittedly. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing that. But then you could say the same thing about Pelly or Jewsbury Hall or Campbell or Jewsbury Hall. Jewsbury Hall was a different breed of, like, he was a different breed of animal that we had. We had had a midfielder like him for a long, long time, albeit he wasn't our player. But you name me a player that we He was had. amazing, weren't he? He was incredible. Yeah. We know you love Jesus as well. Obviously, yeah. everyone loves him, but you know, Mr. Fucking. But Berry is our. But, 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 you know, the Berry is our player, okay, the, and that's yeah, thing. Just give me a like. But, <laughs> but Luke Berry is our player. Yeah, and we know what he's capable of. And mate, we've had him for what four or five years yeah, now. We know what he's capable of. Um, what is what was the championship a step too far? Absolutely not now. You know, you can see that he can play. I don't. Play, think but I don't was, no, but no, I don't think. Season, I don't. But I don't see him as a as a ninety minute player. I don't see him coming on. I'm, I'm, you know, I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't see him coming on he and will. being. Well, I hope he does. I mean, for any other day, but I want Luton to be the best they can be. Yeah, and no, if, course, if Barry course, course. and Barry comes on and be this, becomes a superstar, fantastic. Let's can go I with just it. say that every time? I always, I, I've always, I've always said this. It's nothing new. You know, I've always said this, and. you like I said, you can go back. But for me, Berry was so underrated as a central midfielder for us. Even in the first year of the championship, second se- second season, even last season, I thought he was excellent. And Jones come back in, he put Berry back in there. The guy was incredible. He went off the radar a little bit. I've never disliked him. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I, I don't see him as a 90-minute player. Do you see him filling the role of Jewsby Hall? 
that he no left. one can really feel it wrong it's a different kind of player so no, no. I, I see Luke Berry as a number 10 was a free roaming midfielder who, someone who will get back not quite a box to box because he's not powerful enough but someone who put himself about yeah he's got natural fitness he's good on the ball He's good at reading the game as well. He won't, you know, he won't he chase down. Actually, yeah. he is good on the ball. And, he's, and, he's, and he, he knows where to I'll tell you to what, the bike will jump as well. He's not scared of people. He'll jump no, with you. No, I like him. Well, here's what you guys said about Luke Berry from the weekend and if he will fill that KDH role. Roger says, Berry is a bloody nuisance if you're playing against him. We should use him much more than we do. He always seems to evade being marked. Again, as everyone else says, he's not KDH. We need to utilise the players we have, not concern ourselves about players we haven't got. Darren says, Barry has always been a good, solid player for us. I find it really insulting when some of our fan base just claim he is not up to this standard and should be shipped out. Good player. Yeah. What do you reckon that one then, Dave? No, I didn't say he should be shipped out. I, I didn't say that at all. I said I really like him. I don't see him as a 90-minute player. That's not saying he should be shipped out. I said also, just then, that you know, given the restructure of the team with all the new sign-ins... Is he going to be a number one pick? Probably not. That's what would I you said. Say, would you say for certain games he will be picked and certain games he will not be picked? Well, maybe. In certain formations. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I, well, maybe maybe so. But I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing him as a player, am I? So, um, I guess one thing yeah. we always do have of Luke Berry, and it's like, there was a, that season for Cambridge where he scored like 15 league goals Jeez, or something yeah. and had similar assists. And it's like, he, he knows how to score goals. And seeing Saturday that it is maybe if he does get that run in the team again he puts in a good performance and he's fitter than ever yeah so was it now 16, 17 goals in 112 18, 20 appearances I don't know around about 120 appearances anyway so it's one in six roughly he is a good player so so if I can reply to Darren I'd say yes he is a good player Uh, don't be insulted by my words Uh, and it has been solid when he plays and he plays Mm. really well you know Fantastic. Brian says, always rated him, should be a regular start and has the ability to lose a marker, something to be exploited when opposition defenders concentrate heavily on there our quicker go. forwards. That's what, that's what I meant by off the ball, losing your marker. The, the guy is so good at it. Honestly, that is perfect. We said that. No, honestly, watch him off the ball. And that sounds really sad sometimes, right? I have too much time on my hands at work. I don't do nothing. <laughs> I do not do anything right. But I'll sit there and I'll, I'll sometimes go back, I'll skip back a couple of minutes and go and watch his face play again. No word of a lie, mate. This guy... He finds himself little pockets of space because he knows he can't battle with people. He's not the strongest in the world. Don't get me wrong, he'll get stuck in if he has to. But he knows what his strengths are and he uses his strengths. And he'll never, ever go into something he's not comfortable with. Yeah. Which I think works for us because when you've got... You and know, he's got a chance now, though. So he's yeah. got a chance with, with the injuries we've got. He's got a chance, hasn't he? He's going to be vital for us this season, 100%. Chris says, can't be compared to KDH in playing style nor quality, but he's a very good box-to-box midfielder with a lot of fight and eye for a pass and a goal. Compared with our other midfielders, there's no reason he shouldn't be starting. In fact, he, Osho and Lansbury could be a decent three in there. Uh, Dave says, don't think anyone feels the KDH role, so no, that being said, it was a fantastic contribution. Even more so considering it was his first minutes of the season. With Campbell presumably out for a while, it's definitely got a big chance to stake a claim for a regular place. There you go. And Gary says respectfully to Barry, he's not KDH, but it's it's effective and hardworking. I think Nathan is unsure of his best midfield, but it might be due to injuries. A combo of Osho, Lansbury, Pelly and Barry might be good for Wednesday. Well, let's hope. Let's hope you're not putting them all in there. Does he start now then Wednesday? Well, Well, that's what I was saying. If we play all of those, then four, on Tuesday, 
Wednesday. 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 Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, ahead of myself here. But um, well, technically, you was behind yourself. Behind yourself, mate. Yeah, fucking. Hell. There you go. Let's sorry, just quickly. <laughs> Steve said, "Does Barry start against Bristol City?" That was an Instagram question. Yes, so I'd beat you to it, Steve. Steve. So it says it, Steve. I thought he's called me Steve. He's pointing at me. He says Steve. There. No, well, no, yeah, I, I think he probably will. Yeah. There you go. Number ten. Wrong. Are we on Instagram questions now? Yeah, we just moved on very quickly there. But um, no, but fair play to Luke Berry coming in. Two goals, 98th minute, limbs in the away end. And Gets himself tangled, isn't he, as well? Yeah. What, what a celebration, tripping over his own feet and cable. Love it. Seems like it is, it's tough at the moment on, on the squad with, with all these injuries. And I think Nathan Jones even said people are coming down with illnesses. I don't know if that's COVID or colds or flus or whatever, but... Could be anything, couldn't it, really? It's not... It's, it seems to be quite tough around there at the moment. And... Our fixture list, you look at it, you look, Phil said here in our next three fixtures, how many points can we get? Bristol City away, Swansea at home, Bournemouth away. Okay, I'm going to go with... Six. Yeah, the minimum of six. They're how many? Can, well, technically, well, technically, how many can we get? Nine, because that's the truth. How many will we get? I'd be happy with... I tell you, I'd, yeah. ha- I'd be happy with five... Tell you what, as long as, as, long as we beat Swansea right. at home and don't lose the other two, I'll be happy. Do yeah, you know what, exactly. That's the Bournemouth game. If we can beat Swansea and maybe grab a grab a late winner or something against Bristol, see, that'd be great. I'd happily take a defeat at Bournemouth for them. No. six points for that. Oh, well, I'll would. give you that, but I don't want to lose at Bournemouth. Oh, we are going there, so yeah. I don't want to lose at Bournemouth. Well, clearly not, though, because we're going there. We don't want to, you know. I wish I could be going to Bristol City, but unfortunately, I am working again. Mm, yeah. I'm in Dublin. You're in Dublin, aren't you? I, I might just tune oh, in. What's my excuse? Oh yeah, my holiday's been fucking locked at work. They won't let me have it off. And then I go sick. They know I'm on the uh, on the piss at Bristol yeah, City. Exactly. <laughs> so Although I might still do it. I'm just going to tune in from from Dublin. I'll let you know if I go. I get to go to Luton on Saturday for the first time. Right, this is my well, Saturday will be my first league game in the stands as a fan at home. How long? Since we drew two two against AFC Wimbledon in the League One title winning season. That, let's be fair though let's just remind everybody actually you did work for the team yeah and you did work at this ground so you was in the ground for I was in the ground games. for championship games but I was working so yeah. it's not the same I've not no. been in that stadium as a fan anyway like three years and I can't wait to be back no it's going to be fun well, I can't wait it's early start in the pub as well isn't it let's be fair <laughs> should be good so we'll, se- we'll send our table number out you can all send us a drink <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not, no. I'm, not, I'm not allowed to say that. You say no. No, because yeah, I'm a lightweight. I only need two. Yeah, but that's yeah. fine, mate. You can have two half lager shandies. That's fine. <laughs> and you can have another two later on. We'll treat yeah, I'll, you. I'll be scared of, of... Yeah, I'm such a lightweight. Anyway, no. enough about me being a lightweight. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for voting for the Football Content Awards. Voting is now closed for that. And I think we'll find out in October. Really? With one. It's a long time. Well, it's my birthday on the so. 10th October, so, you know. Are we going to the award then. ceremony? No. Why? No, because it's like £160 a ticket. Yeah. And we're not paying that. Okay. Lads. Well, I'll go on my own. If we win, I'll go on my own and claim it. Uh, it's fine. It's to tell you. What? I'm just want a large sum of money. I'm taking you all down. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the last three minutes of our podcast. We all just ramble and talk rubbish for, for a minute. But can, can we talk rubbish. How do you know I want a large sum of money? Can, can I put in a special request? Can we... That, that, that last one we didn't talk about there on that instant. Can we hold that over so I can give it some thought? Yes. Thank you. Um, right, that's all we've got time for today. He always says that at the end, doesn't he? Oh, no, that's all we've 
got time. Well, it is. Look, we're four minutes over schedule now. Dave, have you so. ever noticed that it's always when you're going on, he goes, that's all yeah, you've got. Yeah, I know, I know. Today. It's because you two start talking annoying. Oh, I was just going to know your mics anyway. Can't hear you now. Uh, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Go get us on YouTube at Oh When The Town. Rate us five stars on iTunes. And um, we shall... It's on. We shall it's see on. you next week. It's on. Oh, it is. Oh, brilliant. Your wall post too. Fuck, I got over here. Oh, God. Can we not? Can we not swear like that, please? <laughs> Apologise. So Apologies. No, okay. just, just, just get rid of that bit. No, no thank just you. edit out, Greg's coming back. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>